Hi everyone, uh, great to connect with you, be that online at one of our gatherings or on our podcast. Today is part two of our Co-Papa series. Matt Maslin kicked off this series for us, so do reach back through the podcast archives to catch up on this if you missed it, as I want to build on what Matt covered last week. Early last year, the organizational psychologist Adam Grant popularized the term languishing, which uh, became for many of us um, the label which hung off our emotional experience of the pandemic. Uh, in psychology, uh, well-being is described as a spectrum with depression at one end and flourishing at the other, with languishing being the neglected middle child of mental health. It's despondent, it's feeling drained, it's a lack of motivation, it's the feeling of grief for the loss of normalcy. And on the spiritual level, we often just feel numb and disengaged and a bit uh, disorientated. I know that everyone is uh, not in the same place on this. For some of you, this has been a fantastic season of renewal and um, of feeling deeply connected to God. While others are struggling and you feel like you're stuck in some kind of spiritual swamp and the fog has rolled in. You know, either way, the purpose of this Co-Papa series is to help us reset and to recenter ourselves around the Co-Papa of St. Augustine's. And what's God calling us to as a church? and to demiss the vision of a flourishing life um, that we see in the person of Jesus. Underneath all this is a spiritual principle of whatever gets your attention eventually gets you. You see, human beings are not fixed static creatures. We are always in the process of change, be that biological or neurological or spiritual. We're always in the process of formation. We're always um, unintentionally shaped by the narratives, stories, life scripts, the pictures of the good life that we've been handed to us um, via our parents, our culture, our society, and social media at large. We're also formed by our habits, which is to say the things that we do on a regular basis actually do something to us. They have an enormous shaping power in our lives. Thirdly, we're formed by our relationships. Human beings are very porous creatures and odds on uh, you uh, dress like, talk like, vote like, think like, eat like uh, your circle of friends. They don't just hang out with us, they also shape us. To being in a constant state of formation, being in a constant state of change, is not a Christian thing per se, it's actually just a human thing. And so the question I want to ask you at the start of 2022 is this. If you chart the narrative arc or the character arc of your life out over the next 10, 20, 30 years, who are you turning into? Notice the question was not, who do you want to become? That's a separate question, and it's a really important question. The question for us today is, who are you becoming? To be human is to change, and we're either becoming more or less of what we currently are. More or less free, more or less filled with joy, more or less generous, more controlling or less controlling. C.S. Lewis, in his book, Weight of Glory, says, It's a serious thing to remember that the dullest and most uninteresting person you talk to may one day be a creature which, if you saw it now, you would be strongly tempted to worship, or else a horror and a corruption such as you now meet, if at all, only in a nightmare. 
All day long, we are in some degree helping each other to one or other of these destinations. The point that Lewis is making is that all of us are on a formation trajectory and all of us are influencing the formation of the people around us. Given this human reality, following the way of Jesus is all about intentional formation, that we might experience what it means to be God's definition of being fully human, fully alive and connected to God, fully alive and connected to others, fully alive and connected to ourselves, fully alive and connected to God's purposes in the world, which is nothing less than the renewal of all things. And as part of our working theory of change, Mac talked about teaching and spiritual practices. And this week, I want to talk about the role of community in forming us as people who are able to carry the renewing power of the kingdom of God into every area or sphere of culture and establish beauty even in the midst of brokenness. For me, one of the most compelling examples of this is the way that Martin Luther King organized and trained people for sit-in protests during the civil rights movement of the 1950s and 60s. These sit-in protests were mainly centered around diners and cafes where blacks would sit in the white segregated areas and ask to be served and kindly refused to leave when denied service because of their race. The key to this non-violent resistance was exactly that, to remain non-violent. But even more than that, it was about remaining calm. It was about you know, remaining collected to maintain your humanity when the pressure came on, when you were provoked or when you were made fun of or when you were goaded to react. So in each town, they formed communities where they, were, where they would practice what it would like to be provoked by having smoke blown in their face, by having water thrown at them and having cigarette ash flicked in their faces. The point I want to surface here is that it was not enough for individuals to just know the right thing to do and then trust that you would have the willpower to carry it out when it counted. No, our willpower, or at least um, my experience of it, is that it actually only has a very limited capacity. You know, this is all about being formed by experience, formed by doing formed into becoming a certain kind of person by being a part of a community dedicated to formation. The first sit-in protest was in 1960 and involved four black people. By 1961, this movement, this movement had spread across the South to include 70,000 black and white participants. And just under 50 years later, Barack Obama became the first black president of the United States of America. And for sure, the pain and dehumanizing fracturing and division in the US is still present, as it is still present in Aotearoa, New Zealand, sadly. You know, what was started has not yet been brought to completion. But here's the point I want to make. The process by which the kingdom of God advances, the process by which the fracturing and the brokenness of our own lives is healed, is through a process of personal formation, a process that requires community. And it's a process that centers on the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, not just collecting more information. 
What we're talking about here and what I want to get to the surface is the power and the importance of our personal formation and the potential that each of us has to be agents of cultural renewal and to establish in uh, beauty in the midst of broken and fractured cultures. Now, the default setting is that we just are formed by the brokenness of the culture and then just reflect that back into it. The move towards beauty requires intervention, uh, your intervention, and as such, that requires intentional spiritual formation. The vision of Jesus and the command of Jesus is that whatever sphere of culture we are in, our formation and our renewal is for the purpose of carrying the renewing power of the kingdom of God to create cultures of beauty and human flourishing there. And in this way, you know, central to the co-papa of St. Augustine's. It's actually not how many people connect with us online or connect with us at one of our gatherings. No, the success of St. Augustine's is not how many people we have in here, but rather it's the impact and the influence that you will have out there. But that will only ever be achieved through you being part of a, a discipleship culture. And as we together form an environment where we can learn to practice the way of Jesus, that's when we are renewed ourselves. And as we get into 2022, we have three priorities as a church. We want to, to continue to grow and expand our connection with our tamariki and rangatahi. We want to grow our dependence upon prayer. And lastly, we're going to have a focus on growing and equipping formational communities. And this has been a growing edge for us as a church. And the pandemic has really just highlighted the importance of these formational communities. You know, especially when as a church, our ability to gather centrally has been just so patchy over the last two years. This is the point made by Dallas Willard, who says, spiritual formation cannot in the nature of the case, be a private thing because, it is, it's, because it's a matter of whole life transformation. You need to seek out others in your community who are pursuing the renovation of the heart. And of course, you see this in the life of Jesus. Jesus begins his ministry by gathering a community of disciples. The vast majority of Jesus' public ministry, the healing of the sick, working for justice, calling people back to God, radical acts of grace and generosity, establishing God's kingdom rule on earth as it is in heaven. All of these things were done in the context of a community of disciples. And after the resurrection, as spoken of in our gospel reading today, we see Jesus gathering the community of disciples and commissioning them to go and make disciples, bringing renewal and restoration to all people uh, from all nations. To follow Jesus, by definition, meant joining the community of disciples or apprentices where you would together learn what it meant to practice his way of being human, together learn what it meant to connect with his Father, and learn to see the Father at work and join in with that work. Community is the native context of apprenticeship to Jesus, and it's just as important as being able to gather centrally as a larger whanau. You know, Jesus did both. Every week he would gather at synagogue for teaching and corporate worship and prayer, and he would be with the disciples during the week. So for sure, while Jesus calls us one by one, the vision is not to stay one by one. 
Jesus calls us to a personal relationship with him, not a private or individualist relationship with him. And so we want to kick into the year by giving people an opportunity to try out formational communities uh, for Lent, which is the seven-week period leading up to Easter. And this Lent, we're going to be focusing on the spiritual practice of listening to Scripture. So for Lent, we will have our Sunday teaching, which will be online or in person, and our midweek formational communities focusing on complementary content. And the invitation here is to either find or form a formational community by gathering five to eight people um, either every week or fortnightly as most of our formational communities do. And we've got all the content uh, ready to go and just get together and have a crack at the spiritual practice of listening to scripture. Our next steps in this direction could look like either heading to our website to trial out one of our already established formational communities or getting in touch with Andy and having a conversation around forming a formational community for Lent. You know, this really is the heart of what St. Augustine's is all about. It's about practicing the way of Jesus together with the vision being that through reformed human beings, Filled with the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, all things will be made new. And so, as I come into land, allow me to lead us all in prayer. And as I do so, allow the Holy Spirit to demist our vision of human flourishing. Uh, lift us out of any, any sense of spiritual languishing and recenter us on the call and the power and the presence of God. So allow me to lead you in prayer as I finish. Living God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you raised your son Jesus from the dead, giving us the promise and the guarantee that one day all things will be made new, uh, just like he was made new. By that same Holy Spirit, enliven us and give us courage and embolden our faith and hope in you. Open our eyes to see you at work in the world and make us more and more alive to your presence and to each other. We long to see your will done on earth as it is in heaven. So shape us, form us, make us new. Amen. Thanks, guys. Have a great rest of your week.